I want to return with a different book analysis. We're taking something that it's not in the book, but we're applying the facts from the book in order to test this theory. Today's book has been beaten down and my volume as well, honestly. Uh, to be fair, when I'm reading self-help books, I'm the type of person that's a killer. A killer of books. I'm highlighting, I'm making notes in pencil and whatnot. That's my way of learning. And this is why if and when I choose to buy a book because I often just read PDFs and then I summarize the books for myself, but sometimes I enjoy a book so much that I have to buy it. Or if the book has great visuals, I'm buying it. For example, great charts, as in good to great. I, I had to buy that book because I loved it. See, I, I write a lot, right? So I realized a few parallels between the chapters of how to win friends and influence people. And see, it, this book has been praised for such a long time and it's constantly a top seller in the industry. And why does it make this book so sought after? And see, there are very few people who actually have something against this book. There are very few people who are saying things about this book as they might say about, for example, Influence of Cialdini, right? Or 40 Laws of Power. Those books, they are great books. I actually love 48 Loves of Power. It's one of my favorite books. On my list, it's higher than how to win friends and influence people. But guess what? That sort of has, I don't know, has a, a sort of baggage. It somehow focuses the shift to a sort of very, very subtle manipulation right you want to become powerful you want to become accustomed to the things that the powerful people used to do so that maybe you can defend yourself against techniques or apply them yourself right here in how to win friends and influence people the tone of manipulation is even softer why is that it's because the advice is not selfish and this is where I want to um, spend a little bit of time discussing. And actually the idea of uh, this review is that A. Repetition is the mother of skill. And B. There are certain words that make you feel great about yourself when you are reading the book and when you are trying to become the person that this book advocates that you should become. And to this argument, you are going to find repeated in this book so many words that you don't often find in other books such as appreciation so appreciation is one of the words that's honestly used a bit too much in the book right praise praise is another word that it's not often used if you know about Ziff's law it's clearly not in the top a thousand most used words uh, you have to fact check me on this because that's just my hunch but who says praise on a daily basis? Not many people, right? Words such as friendly, such as noble, and phrases such as other person's point of view. By the end of finishing the book, 
you would have read this phrase at least 12 times. This is just how many times I found it in my copy, right? And in some form or other, I, I bet there are more times when this is said, but because for me that was kind of interesting, I just highlighted it and I realized that, hey, when I was trying to summarize this book, I had so many principles that were very similar. And actually, Dale Carnegie does this as well. Uh, he has a sort of summary at the end of his chapters, uh, which are called in a nutshell. And um, see, I'm going to read you two principles from two different chapters. And here they are. Principle 4 from chapter 3. Begin in a friendly way. And then you go at principle 1 from chapter 4, which is begin with praise and honest appreciation, which again, they're not 100% synonyms, but it's the same thing, like, <laughs> you have to begin by appreciating something at somebody and somehow not necessarily elevating that person, but realizing that that person has a certain value. And this is why you want to share some ideas with him or her. That's why you want to spend time together. So it's somehow the same idea. And then if you want to extend this comparison, there is principle number six from chapter two, which says make the other person feel important and do it sincerely, which is very similar for me to have appreciation for the person. That's the way to make the person <laughs> feel sincerely as being praised or as being important to you, right? If you want to feel important, you can get this sense of importance from actions or from other people's words. And if you are providing somebody with these words, it means you are giving honest appreciation and you are very friendly because that's how things are, right? You cannot do things otherwise. And see, I think this whole book is structured against very few ideas which are repeated for the purpose of us getting a better understanding. And again, this is nothing to throw shade on the book. I absolutely love the book. But then, to keep the same uh, reasoning alive, we go to chapter number one. And then we have principle one. Uh, I'm sorry, we have principle number two, which is give honest and sincere appreciation. What? Right, so here is you need to give honest and sincere appreciation. But isn't that the same principle as we discussed before? Isn't that the same thing as you have to make a person feel important and be sincere about it? And you have to begin in a friendly way? Isn't it the same, same thing, the same idea? Isn't that also... And see, it's the verbatim that's the same. Again, begin with praise and honest appreciation, right? In the last chapter. It's the same verbatim, it's the same idea. But that's the power of the book, right? So, the power of it, it's reiteration of ideas that can make you a person who is overall better if you are having the right 
mindset and by right mindset i mean if you're having the right intentions if you are not going into the interaction to take away things from this book can actually help you be a more tolerable person and here is a caveat for all of you that do believe in charisma training honestly have you ever seen mark zuckerberg that guy had millions thrown in media training he has coaches over coaches and he still cannot say that he's not a robot without bursting into laugh and the ro- his laugh is just uh, abnormal it's and again i don't have anything against mark zuckerberg i don't necessarily am very fond of um, his ideas about privacy but i appreciate what he did so much but i cannot say that hey this person is charismatic he's not so all the training all the charisma training in the world could not make him charismatic right so this is this is the caveat that you have to get or with whom you have to start this book from go and take a personality test and see uh, if you're agreeable or disagreeable let's say you are in the 30th percentile which puts in not very low but you are uh, medium low let's say let's say you are low in agreeableness this book will not make you be an agreeable person will not turn your 30 to 65 but by brainwashing yourself with this book and what i mean by that is you have to reread it 10 to 15 times right and honestly for the majority of books you only can remember 8 to 10 percent of the information that's why you have to read it so many times right so for a book that doesn't reiterate ideas you'd have to read it 15 times to know all of the paragraphs but for this book for this exact book i think it's fine to just read it five times that's how powerfully written it was that's how strong were the connections and how the chapters are intertwined even though they're pages apart see the principles are reiterated to other principles that's what makes this book so mesmerizing and for me i'm i feel totally passionate about how somebody thought to put a bunch of great ideas right again not disputing the ideas the ideas are great i believe the ideas can lead to you becoming becoming a slightly more agreeable person than that what you already are again i'm not a doctor in this i don't believe you can have a major jump no matter how many books or how many courses you follow but maybe maybe the agreeableness and one thing is for sure agreeableness increases over time right the older you are the more agreeable you are when you run young and in the teenager years you're the most rebellious and if you take a test when you're 20 and then a test when you're 40 let's say when you're 20 you had you were in the 30th percentile right maybe when you are 40 without any training without any reading you will be in the 40th percentile right why because you go through hardships you go through hardness your mindset changes again personality is not something that's 
deep inside the stone but the reason why people tell you not to do the tests the five personality tests multiple times is because you already know the questions so you subconsciously can manipulate the answers right the test is worth something if you are doing it only once and it's a snapshot of you at that certain point in time and space if there are states that are altering your answers you are going to have results that are skewed in one way or another if you are depressed you are going to score yourself lower in terms of conscientiousness if you are in an excited state you are going to score yourself higher in extroversion and those are effects that are well known in the community right so this is not a bulletproof method okay but again this book maybe it cannot do wonders for you but maybe it can increase If that's what you are trying to do, maybe it can increase this level from the 30th percentile to the 32nd percentile, right? Through following and applying the advice. And maybe it doesn't do much in the general sense, but it leads, if that's your goal, if that's your task, it leads you slightly closer towards your goal. So I think this book actually is great at somehow training yourself to become let's say a little kinder right or a little more agreeable again i don't think there is a lot that you can do but at least you can be mindful at least you have some sort of knowledge of what would a kind person do and again you can read this book be extremely Uh, tempted about the information and try to apply it in a manipulative way and again out of 10 people maybe two people are doing this and that's just how things are that's just how life is you cannot tell because all the information that you're putting out it can be used for the greater good or for evil and you can see that from the invention of TNT right again I mean, that's one of, that's one case where the inventor actually was very distressed about the way that humans ended up using his invention. And what could he do about it, right? You have to let the information out. So that's why I actually appreciate this book. Again, for me, it's, I would say, after reading roughly 300 books I think I'm at 260 Uh, it's I would say top 20% I don't have a list I used to have one of them ordering but again I mean this is great for an introduction this is why maybe it's not very high on my list but I think it's a must read I think it's a book that's incredibly well structured incredibly well written and for each person that desires to write a self-help book you should take at least one or two advice seize from the way that Dale Carnegie was writing okay so thank you so much for listening I know this was long Uh, maybe I know that I didn't catch my breath too much or at times uh, I'm I'm doing this unscripted right so um, please let me know your thoughts on this but this is the genuine idea that sprung into my mind while I finished reading uh, the book again Uh, it's I believe 
the sixth time when I'm reading it, I, I it, it, again, fifth or sixth, right? I cannot remember because sometimes I start things and I don't finish them, especially if I've done them before, right? But it's a great refresher and um, yeah, thank you so much for being here, for listening and we're gonna hear each other again. Hopefully, not in seven months, not in one year, but this year. <laughs> Alright, I'll see you.